How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, and I'm joined by my good, good friend, JW Crewall, now in green screen for our live viewers. JW, how's it going? I've evolved from a good friend to a good, good friend. I feel like sometimes I do say good, good friend. You just don't catch it. Oh, maybe. Okay, this is the first time I had my listening ears engaged. <laughs> That's a shame, man. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing this week, man? What's been going on? I'm I'm good. You know, I was just in Maryland over the weekend to see my nephews. They are they live in New York, and then they were down in Maryland where uh, my in-laws live. And so we went over there. Their youngest is four months old, and their Ooh. oldest is is like about what two one and a half two i don't so, know yeah i guess that's up to you yeah you're right <laughs> it was, no it was really good to see them though it was, it was really fun and i had to catch up with uh you know my my um in-laws and to catch up with my brother and sister-in-law is just really nice that's awesome man that's awesome yeah now, how about you what what did uh what did you get up to riley uh this weekend was kind of low-key for me i went on a couple walks because it was really nice outside uh which then devolved into a very gross week yeah. <laughs> with lots of rain uh but you know super fun uh nonetheless like I, I enjoy chill times where i can just you know play some tcgo play some right. uh, team fight tactics and go about my business it's been a very busy week at work um, so I, I spent most days just like passing out as soon as i'm done right. <laughs> which is right, uh right. it's like this riley special these days but when uh when are you gonna get off this grind I don't know when I retire, I guess. Like, <laughs> I mean, is it like an indefinite thing or is it just kind of a COVID thing or is it just a specifically like a now type thing? And... No, I just, I had, you know, in April when it was really chaotic, I, uh, you know, I had a lot going on because there was multiple projects that were wrapping up and now I have another yeah. project that's just starting and um, kind of like the, the manager of that project. So there's extra involvement there. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, it's it's all good though. Team Fight Tactics came out with their new set, so I'm excited for for that or half set. Um, what is it? Three point five now. Yeah, three point five. Uh, kind of like the hidden fates of Team Fight Tactics. Pretty awesome. <laughs> so, nevertheless, though, we also got some new cards of Pokemon to take a look at. Uh, oh, GW right. brought up taking a look at the cards from Infinity Zone. Uh, a lot of our, which will soon be our, our Darkness Ablaze, uh, the foundation right. of our Darkness Ablaze set. Um, and I know a lot of listeners and viewers are excited for that. Um, I personally, I think Rebel Clash still has some interesting elements to explore. Uh, but there's not as many events left in the Rebel Clash format besides the Players Cup. And if right. you want to know some some of our gripes with the players cup you can feel free to listen into any of the last like four episodes so, <laughs> right exactly so you know i we don't need to beat a dead horse the players cup has a lot of flaws um and they continue to compound upon themselves it feels like <laughs> i feel like another thing goes wrong with the players cup every day um and of course that is not a slight against you if you are like actively working in the players cup um, I kind of dipped out when I realized that the tournament rep wasn't being consistently counted. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I don't, I just, yeah, I don't know how you do a fair tournament if, well, yeah, I mean, it's already gate kept. And then if 
things are getting lost or who knows. It'll be interesting to see. I was hoping to do some kind of like calculation video at this point because we're already, what, 10 days into the month and, and of supposedly the Players Cup will end at the end of the month. And I was hoping to do something where it's like, okay, we take the data from, you know, how many people have played so far and see, you know, where the top players are at and how many points they have and how many tickets it would take you to get, you know, into the uh, Invitational and it's just impossible to do because we have no idea about the leaderboard. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough for sure. But, you know, we got some exciting things ahead, though. Darkness Ablaze coming out in August, so two months away at this point. Uh, normally, we don't take a look at cards this far ahead, but I think there's a lot of excitement around some of these, and we'd love to you know channel that energy into and some ex exploration of our own. I actually haven't seen all of these cards yet myself. Um, yeah. I have taken a look at quite a few of them, but some of them will be new to me as we go. I think there are some really exciting cards in here. I've been, just before stream, I mean, I've been looking at some of this stuff and I've had people actually message me about some of these cards and like, oh, that's a really cool, you know, non-V Pokemon. I think those are the ones that kind of get blown up. Uh, just everyone knows kind of what Crobat does and Eternatus does. But I've had a few people message me like, hey, what do you think about this card? What do you think about this card? Maybe some of the hidden gems in the set. Uh, or at least some of the underrated cards when you compare them to, you know, Crobat. But um, <laughs> it's been cool. I think there's a lot of really great stuff in this set. Mimikyu gets another slamming card. I think pound for pound, maybe Oranguru and Mimikyu are fighting for, like, the most relevant cards <laughs> for, yeah. since, their, since their invention. Certainly and, proportionally um, speaking, they, they're up there. Right. So it, it's really cool. I think this set has a lot of great... You know, V power, it has a little bit of hate towards the GXs that we'll talk about here in a little bit. And then some pretty decent non, you know, non Vs, non big basics. So I'm excited to see how this set shakes things up. Obviously, like Riley said, you know, we're many months away from this, but uh, we're starting to get, and I, I think we have pretty much the full set loose. So it'd be kind of cool to just do a, a quick rundown of, of some of the best cards that are coming out to keep your, I don't know, your eyes peeled, keep your, keep your, you know, um, eyes out on the lookout for some yeah. of these uh, heavy hitters here. So starting from the top here, you know, we have our grass Pokemon uh, immediately. Nothing catches my eye when I'm looking at, you know, the Parasses, the Parasects, the Simi Sages of the world. You know, I feel like these Pokemon right. have really got shafted in the trading card game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you definitely have to look at if you're talking about the grass pokemon i think it would be a good idea to kind of go out as they lay it out here on poker beach which is by typing the best grass pokemon here for me is very clearly the decidui and decidui fills kind of a role that the i don't know keldeo did in like two or th whatever four closer formats like ago a, three formats ago feels closer and, to like a nine tails or a Hoopa. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And a very, very strong ability. Obviously, it is gatekept by being on a stage two. But when you have cards like Rosa, uh, and when you have just, I don't know. Yeah, I guess Rosa would be the big one where it's like, you know, it's kind of a responsive um, attack. And I suppose there are a lot of things that you can do in expanded to get this card out. But it feels like a really strong card that we've needed for a while in the standard format. Yeah, so let's take a look at that whole line then. Um, and JW, your audio is kind of popping a little bit. I don't know if you want to check. Oh, your, I like, do apologize. Audio jack. Maybe it's a little, 
little lazzed out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but going down the line, we got the Rowlet, which actually has an ability. I love when the when the evolving basics have like some sort of niche quality to them. Uh, Rowlet has the Sky Circus ability. If you'd played the Bird Keeper from your hand during this turn, you could ignore all energy and its attacks. Uh, only has the one attack, though, Wind Pebbles, which does 60 damage to uh, Vanish Pokemon. So a nice little snipe attack and pick off other evolving basics. Uh, Dartrix, nothing really to say. And then Decidueye having that Keldeo-esque ability, preventing all damage, and having the split arrow. So get a little additional spread action. Um, my biggest gripe with these kind of wall cards, and it's kind of a necessary evil, like if you're going to have a wall card, it should have this problem, is that they always do like very little damage. Um, kind of hard to actually set up the win con and, and usually what I find is these walls put on so little pressure that your opponent has enough time to assemble a solution sure um, and granted I I think there's some great things about this Decidueye you know it works on the active and the bench so uh, you know you can't use like um, any sort of sniping attacks to hit it with through Pokemon V um so I guess the first one that comes to mind there would be the Inteleon VMAX. Can't use its Hydro Snipe to hit the Decidueye on the bench or anything like that. You have to actually get around the ability somehow. Um, but I also feel like a lot of decks have some sort of out to it. So, uh, sure. you know, I, I don't think there's immediate power that comes to mind. I think if Stage 2s maybe get more support <laughs> and Vs dominate the format a little more than they do right now, you could see something, something great out of it. Absolutely. I do also want to highlight... You know, maybe not the best Pokemon, but certainly some really nice artwork on the Rowlet and the Dartrix. Very, very beautiful. I, I look at this Rowlet, and that is just art that I haven't seen really before. It's it's awesome card art there. Yeah, the Rowlet almost reminds me of uh, of one of the more recent Rowlet arts, like from... Uh, what is the most recent Rowlet besides this one? Is it... Would it have been from the last set? Is it Wasn't from it? Cosmic Didn't Eclipse? Have... Was it Cosmic Eclipse that they had a that they had a Decidueye? I guess we can look it up. I, I'm looking it up for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Cosmic Eclipse. Uh, yeah, it reminds me of. I have it on the screen. Yeah. Of, of this relic card. Okay, just kind of flying through the air and such. Yeah, even the colors just kind of feel vaguely similar, like the lighting style. Um, sure. But this I, just I, looks I, like a paint-by-number. It looks so cool. It, it like, is imagine... very pleasant. And as someone who collects Rallet cards, this is one I'm excited to add to my collection. Yeah, that's cool. And then the Dartrix as well kind of has that little spooky forest, you know, mysteriousness going on. I just, I don't know. They haven't had this very pale background uh, in a while i feel like and the the perspective just looks very nice on the dartrix so i think this is a great line overall will be interesting to see how the ability on the decidueye factors into anything but uh just really solid artwork so far. yeah is still popping that. a little bit by the way well <laughs> what can we do about that uh, I don't um, know. you know what all right we'll try to try to do that how are we doing uh yeah i don't know I guess we'll see. All right. Uh, next up is the fire type Pokemon. Um, right out of the right out of the gate, we have Pokemon V with Houndoom V. Uh, this card doesn't look incredibly good to me. Um, a lot of energy for not an overwhelmingly good attack. Uh, so I don't think there's too much to say there. You can do some sure. some nice damage, but not really enough. 
compared to what other fire Pokemon can do. The sure. Blaziken is very cool. I always love when Pokemon have this kind of ability that makes them a dual type. Unfortunately, I don't think Turbo Drive is really going to get Blaziken all the way through to the finish line. Right. So the ability here, double type, this Pokemon is both fire and fighting. Just a little bit of, I, it feels like a cop out almost. They should have just made it a double typing, right? Yeah, I feel like Pokemon doesn't often make true double type cards. Yeah. You know, there has been a couple of recent examples of like ability based double types, but uh, I not since not since Steam Siege did they make a real double type, and you know even right. longer before that, I feel like there's a huge right. number of years between Delta Species and Steam Siege. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But in any case, the double typing there, ability, and then Turbo Drive for three energy, a fire, and two colorless, 130, and you get to attach a basic from your discard pile to one of your bench. So, I mean, an attack kind of outline that we've seen a lot in the past, whether or not it has yeah. that much viability, I don't know, but uh, certainly an interesting card nonetheless. Maybe hit things like you know Rowlet and Alolan Executor and Picaram for um you know for weakness I don't know how relevant that's gonna be but <laughs> an interesting combination for sure I think yeah. uh, I mean more relevantly you probably hit Sashin for weakness <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Rowlet Executor was the one you went to for fire weakness oh bro I want a regional with it <laughs> sure so I, I think this is a classic example of something that our friend Andrew uh, always harps on and that's that the stage twos are just like too weak there's not enough hp on this thing it doesn't do enough damage it sure. doesn't have a good enough effect on its attack so like why would you play this over a basic sure <laughs> that's kind of how i feel about this card sure yeah absolutely i mean there's um yeah it's it, you know whatever it might see something like again if like decidui somehow gets big and then you needed some counter to that but yeah it's just um not nothing much to say there beyond that we got a couple more fire the simis are re-released in this set so our first one here the simi seer coming in hot with a 110 damage attack very awful card i mean i can just see this being printed in their theme decks yeah this will probably be like a 2-2 line in the theme deck it'll yeah it'll be something that makes people upset when they pull it out of packs because not only is it you know one of the monkeys but it also just is a terrible card so yeah yeah for sure good for little, sure. i guess you know perhaps one day the seas play as a triple acceleration attacker it, sure. like expanded or something i mean it does have right that math on the zashin right 110 yeah. for the triple excel so uh, like does the I, other one have the same attack yeah it does so i'm guessing they all have this giga impact for a triple excel maybe okay. maybe there's something there i don't know maybe you know i'll, I'll give Stay him tuned. i'll give him a break this is probably <laughs> this is probably the closest thing these monkeys have had to being playable is having a triple excel 110 damage attack so right for sure <laughs> for sure you know what? i'll give them that that dub you know it is not the worst iteration of these monkeys there you go <laughs> galarian darmanitan i'm guessing the darumaka is just a water type um has, I love when Pokemon does this when the when the attack cost is different than the Pokemon. Mm. Uh, it allows for some really interesting uh, inter interactions, I suppose. Uh, but Frozen Heat, you do 110 damage, and if you discard all water energy, you do 170 damage. So, again, 
kind of a, a steep requirement for not a fantastic effect. I don't know how you plan to get these water energies on consistently. Right. <laughs> you know, like even frost frost moth only attaches to water types. Yeah, so there's no real attachment there. But something to kind of keep an eye out, I suppose, if maybe there's a water accelerator that's not a frost moth in the future. I I don't know. That's definitely another card that I would look to and say, like, perfect theme deck card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be in the water theme deck or something. There you go. Uh, so moving into the water types from there, uh, the Suicune have this kind of underwhelming looping attack. I feel like Suicune has had this kind of attack before. Uh, mm. moves energy around. Uh, are you thinking of Articuno? No, I'm not thinking of the Articuno to the bench. Okay. Okay. Um, thinking of specifically something like this where it comes to yeah. hand. Cool art, though, on the Suicune. Actually, really cool art on the Suicune. So I'm digging that for sure. Yeah, Relicant, kind of back, back giving, turned a little bit there. Giving you that nice. fossil support. And also, I really like this Relicant art. It's kind of cute. Bro, the art here, I mean, I'm the more I look at it, the more I'm really impressed. This is a, this is a nicely artistically based set, if nothing e- else. Even the pan pour going one card down. <laughs> yeah, the pan is kind of sick, actually. <laughs> if this was something other than a pan pour, this would be a beloved card. That's right. <laughs> Bro, don't even look at the semi pour. The semi pour is uh, that almost feels wrong to me. <laughs> <laughs> the semi the semi pour, uh, if you're following along in video, or I highly if you're rec- if you're watching this or like listening at listening at home on like a podcast app, I recommend like pulling up this art. It, the semi-four feels very strange to me. It's like a paint me like one of your French girls type thing. Yeah, like it's, it's like it's got the finger like kind of twirling around. You know what I'm talking about? Very like, seductive. Very oh. seductive. Kind of creepy. Does have the triple acceleration attack like it's brethren. I hope this is playable. <laughs> what would you even want to hit for water weakness? I don't know. I'm just saying like I hope at some point that this is playable. Could enforce people to put this card in their decks. Oh gosh! <laughs> Looking That's further hideous. down the line, you got the Darumaka, which evolves from that Darmanitan. Nothing really to say specifically about it. Um, and the Vanillix line looks like it's going back to its old form of, you know, inducing paralysis nonsense. Yeah. The Vanillite and the Vanillish both having a paralysis on a flip attack, and then Vanillix uh, actually has it on an ability. Um, kind of an interesting take on the paralysis mechanic Uh, do you see this card potentially seeing play well this was one of the things that i was excited to bring up because this was one of the cards that i'd kind of highlighted just because whenever you have the opportunity to flip coins pokemon has generally printed cards that uh, affect the outcomes i look at things like victini in the in the way past you know 10 years ago that uh when you attacked it would reflip and that was where you actually played a vanilux card with the victini and you had two chances to flip heads for paralysis on an attack and so fast forward 10 years now we have this new vanilux a freezing cold ability that lets you flip on an attack and i mean you have things like will uh that would give you an automatic paralysis now the damage output really isn't anything to be excited about and so i think that's probably what keeps this card from um being much of a threat 
And yeah. I mean, the fact that it is a stage two as well, but uh, really just the, the damage isn't really going anywhere. You're not really doing anything interesting with the, like if it was some type of snipe attack, then I think I could get more behind that because if, you know, you're paralyzed, they're active and then you could just spread damage around. That would be kind of cool, but you're just hitting a very average to bad 90 damage. Like you're foreshotting things like Dragapult. That just, I don't know that that would work. I Granted, you're paralyzing them, but I just feel like a spread attack might be a little bit more synergistic with the ability. In any case, freezing cold, very cool. Something to look out for in the future. Uh, something to highlight because anytime that there is an auto paralysis, you should take note. Yeah, I think uh, I think a couple things to branch off that. Typically, Pokemon doesn't as print as many things to affect abilities. Right. Uh, like coin flip abilities, at least. Uh, Will, I think, is one of the few things that actually does. And, uh, you know, going further into that, I think you need something to pair with this, especially because you don't have that spread damage that you're talking about. Uh, you need to have some sort of additional lockdown. And particularly i'm thinking of the turn that you knock something out even if you paralyzed it for the entirety of its you know existence in front of you they now right. have something that they can promote attack you and maybe just disrupt your whole plan right so and not to mention like a skateboard and switch are like an all-time high so you probably want to be playing some sort of like item lock pokemon i guess Amastar is the only one that can really do that sure um i don't know like maybe maybe there's like some kind of path there i don't see it immediately Mm-hmm. Um, who knows though who knows who doesn't love to get paralyzed well that's right i mean i i love just stalling my opponent out with paralysis it's one <laughs> of the joys of the game <laughs> so moving on down marini and toxapex nothing too much to say here aside from the toxapex having a an interesting attack that i don't think we've ever uh that i can't remember ever seeing on a pokemon but it just for a colorless energy discard an energy from this pokemon if you do heal all damage from this pokemon so I don't know, maybe in the future if they print something uh, that can copy attacks or something like that, perhaps this Toxapex has some place in the format. Uh, but for now, those are pretty forgettable. And then we come to our first Pokemon V in Dreadnought and Dreadnought V Max. With their hard shell abilities, they take 30 less damage from attacks and do, you know, decent damage. On the Dreadnought V, you have a Power Bite attack for 130 the defending Pokemon can't retreat during your opponent's next turn. And then the VMAX, a GMAX Stone Surge for 160. Flip a coin, he could do 80 more damage. Yeah, 240 damage, respectable. Um, if there's a new Victini effect, you can take advantage of that. I think uh, the Dreadnought the VMAX is kind of interesting. I think the Hard Shell synergizes really well with having so much HP because yeah. now you're taking you know, multi-hit KOs into potentially multi more hit KOs. so right. you know a classic example is uh you know if they have if they do you know 180 damage or something you're reducing that to 150 it's still not even a two hit ko right uh, exactly it's um it should be interesting because you look ahead to the next format and post rotation and after we lose things like goggles and lucario melmetal um you just this is going to be the tankiest pokemon and so the hard shell, yeah, is is a super cool ability, taking 30 less damage. And so just another card, probably not good on release, but post-rotation could have some viability, Yeah, especially I mean, with the lightning weakness. Yeah, I was going to say on release, it's definitely dead in the water because it has this 
yellow symbol in the bottom left signifying <laughs> that it takes double damage from Pikachu and Zekrom. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Kind of a, it's kind of rough. It is kind of rough. All right, Dracovish, anything there that you're um, interested in, Riley? <laughs> no. When I first saw this card, uh, like a couple weeks ago, I had misread the ability and thought it was Archeops. It is yeah. definitely not Archeops. <laughs> so. <laughs> they so. learned from their past mistakes, though. To be fair, <laughs> this is a lot more balanced than Archeops is. But yeah, it just but says, it's too balanced. You know? The ability says if this Pokemon is your active Pokemon, your opponent can't play any Pokemon from their hand to evolve their Pokemon. So kind of like Archeops and blocks the VMAXs. So that's pretty cool. But still just, I would have liked to see something on this on this Pokemon that says like, if you have less benched Pokemon than your opponent, then sure, they can't like evolve. Something more Exactly. So in any case, interesting ability i mean I'm, I'm happy that they print interesting ability it's interesting abilities but this one's just gonna probably be a miss because the relatively low hp relatively average damage output and the fact that you know pokemon v have decent attackers uh or pokemon v maxes have decent attackers as their basics right that's that's kind of be was what, what i was gonna say about the biggest flaw with a card like this is the primary evolving pokemon in this format are pokemon v max and po most pokemon v don't necessarily have great attacks but they do have attacks like they have reasonable attacks that could be thrown into something like this um and that's ignoring the fact that outside of the realm of evolution there's plenty of tag teams and basic v's and uh non-gx's that all attack and can deal with dracovish so uh, like i think this is just kind of a flop unfortunately really sad because Dracovish is a fan favorite but you know it doesn't really pan out I mean it's better than Arctivish I, I have never seen this Pokemon before yeah Arctivish man oh it's horrible I think it's that's cute. a horrible Pokemon I think it's cute but uh, Arctivish definitely is just not even playable it you know it has one of those attacks where you take less damage the next turn it has a sleep attack both for kind of egregiously high amounts of energy. Yeah. I, I don't see anything redeeming really about it. Man, but looking ahead here, this set has, again, I just want to reiterate some awesome artwork. I'm looking here at the start of the lightning Pokemon and Electric and Manectric both have very, very high quality art. Like the Electric is just getting in there, dude. <laughs> I don't is. know the action pose. And then we got this Manectric, which is so kind of regal. And yeah, I just and love you the actually art can see like here. what looks to be maybe the Eternatus in, in the background of the Manetric, yeah. so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the attacks on Manetric and Electric really <laughs> have anything going for them, but you know, a fun kind of like pre-release or theme deck kind of card. Sure, sure, exactly. So uh, moving on down, Tapu Coco, nothing too much to talk about there. A couple of attacks, a lure, draw two cards for a colorless and then Lightning Ball for 110 damage uh, for Lightning, Lightning, Colorless. Nothing too interesting there. Dracozolt, another Lightning Pokemon that evolves from the Fossil. And so Rising Charge for a Lightning does 30 damage and then has the Claws during your next turn. This opponent's Rising Charge does 90 more damage. So you could potentially hit, you know, 150 over two turns, uh, potentially more with Electro Power. 
not sure how much this would stack. I mean, I assume that if you rising charge once, every subsequent rising charge would do 120. And you're correct. And so that that is interesting to say, you know, that that is interesting, right? You charged up and then you're doing just exponentially more damage over the course of the turns. But obviously, if you get knocked out, then you're in a bit of deep water. Yeah. I, Arc Result, I think, is the most interesting of all these fossils. Um, it has an ability that doesn't force you to be active and it doesn't rely on crappy attacks. It's more of a bench sitter. Uh, so you have that numbing vortex ability on Arc Result. Again, also evolving from the rare fossil. When your opponent attaches an energy from their hand to one of their Pokemon, put two damage counters on that Pokemon. So, you know, maybe not immediate value, and maybe this card never sees play, but there have certainly been historical precedent for abilities like this to see success. Yeah, Bill, I'm trying to think of the latest ability. I think the latest card that have that has been successful that has had this kind of effect is Frozen City, and that's what comes to mind when I see this. Yeah, I mean, I also think even further back to, like, 06 when you had the uh, Ampharos, the Dark Ampharos. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that also had basically the same ability and was certainly good for, like, adding damage counters or cleaning up math, so. Right, right. You wonder how much the two damage counters will matter on Pokemon that have <laughs> over 300 health, but uh, certainly something that, you know, I'm not upset that they printed. I mean, it could have done more damage, but I digress. Not too bad. Yeah, I I mean, I think on the whole, the fossils in this set are a little underwhelming. I don't really do enough damage or have enough power in their abilities to to really make it, especially because fossils are probably the hardest kinds of Pokemon to get out. Sure. Um, But, you know, it's it's still cool. It's still cool. Like, the Arctazult in particular has pretty cool artwork. So, you know, it is what it is. Going into the Psychic types, uh, we get to see some more of the blending of Fairy and Psychic right off the bat with Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff. Uh, Wigglytuff really not seeing anything fantastic outside of its card art, which is very pleasant and nice. Um, (laughs) Another triple Excel attacker, I guess. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I suppose, dude. (laughs) But, uh, you know, you're flipping two coins to do 90 damage for each head. Or 180 right 90 for each head so you have to if you're really lucky you do 180 if you're averagely lucky you'll do 90 and if you're unlucky you'll do zero so yeah yeah, that's uh unfortunate (laughs) that is pretty unfortunate we do got another gotta tell line uh gotta tell has had some pretty disruptive and powerful cards in the past namely uh the item lock gotha tell this one i don't think is nearly as powerful as that Right, uh, but you do have a Night Watch esque attack on the Gothitelle. Uh, uh-huh. Your opponent will have two cards at random, chosen from their hand. They'll reveal them, shuffle them into the deck. So actually, it's the same attack. Um, it just does less damage, less. So, right? And for a little less cost. Yeah, I, I don't know. Actually, usually they name attacks the same thing, so this might end up being Night Watch when it comes to North America. Oh, uh, sure. Because Distort was <laughs> like a the item lock attack on the Noivern. There was, yeah. Yeah, and I think it might be on the Vikavolt too. Yeah, so I don't I don't think this will be distort when it comes to America, but you know, it, that's not really super important. It it, <laughs> it has Nightwatch for less damage, but on a one prizer as opposed sure. to a three prizer. Sure. Um, you know, maybe maybe there's some value there. I think dark weakness probably isn't great in this set. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that pans out. Right. And uh, I mean looking into something like expanded, like being able to um do the distort attack 
for one energy if you have the dimension valley down is very yeah. cool so something in you know potentially expanded that could combo well with that yeah so d valley always opens up really interesting routes to play cards so moving ahead to Golet and Golurk, very forgettable. I don't even know that we need to mention them. And then Mimikyu is probably the star, in my opinion, of the psychic types. And the ability Heal Stop says your opponent's benched Pokemon cannot be healed. What do you think of that ability, Riley? I think it's pretty strong, especially if you were to pair it with something like a Mr. Mime. Uh, you know, you basically remove any way for that bench to to recover damage. I don't think there's a great amount of healing right now. I think Mallow and Lana is really the premier way in which you would heal your Pokemon. So, you know, maybe there's not some immediate value, perhaps could see some value in Expanded. Um, but I think it's an insanely good ability. So uh, definitely a card that you want to like have access to and keep in your binder. Right, for sure, for sure. Obviously the most uh, premier healing card right now and in, in the current format is the Mallow and Lana and so that wouldn't be blocked by the Mimikyu as you would be healing it from your active Does but... Mallow and Lana technically heal when it's active or does it heal on the bench? I thought it healed I always... on the bench I thought this blocked Mallow and Lana Really? Okay, I, I don't mean to be an expert then, I, I assumed it healed from the active So, uh, let's see when you play this card you may discard two if you do heal 20 damage Oh, from the Pokemon, you move to the bench. Okay, so it would block the preeminent tra uh, supporter, trainer, healing card. So that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, no problem. Very I, interesting card on that MQ. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I just, I thought about it in a different way, so. <laughs> no problem. Just an orders of operation kind of thing. Right, uh, right. Yeah, so I, either way, you know, I doubt this will see too much play specifically to block Mallow and Lana, but... I do think this is a good card. I think it's one worth having around. The fact it doesn't block healing on the active is a little sad, but that would probably be a little too overpowered for a basic ability. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Good. So, um, Galarian Cursula V. Eating Aura is the ability, as long as this Pokemon is your active Pokemon, when your opponent attaches an energy from their hand to one of their Pokemon, put three damage counters on that Pokemon. Ooh, maybe so you compare this to... with the Arc Dissolve. There you go. Similar <laughs> to that Pokemon, you could potentially place up to five damage counters or more if you have multiple Arc Dissolve out. But, um, you know, this is kind of the damage output that I would want moving forward from this kind of ability where you attach an energy. I would at least like the three damage, but uh, they got it here on the Galarian Curse Law with a, a decent attack. Hollow Missile, very reminiscent of the Dragapult VMAX with its base damage of 60 and then putting three damage on your opponent's Pokemon in any way you like. So another similar thing you pair it with probably similar things that you do Dragapults and, and maybe could even see play as kind of that eight prizes uh trying to play that eight prize game in a dragapult style deck yeah i i think there's there's potentially something there where you have a bunch of maybe arc results in a galarian cursula and you're you know spreading damage around and being really disruptive to your opponent's strategies um the hollow missile doing so little with its active damage is a little disappointing but at the same time it's basically the dragapult's attack on a basic so <laughs> i guess it makes yeah. sense Sure, sure. So, 
Going down to the fighting types, we have a Flygon line. Flygon, stage two, fighting with 150 health. Ability, Sand Maze. If this Pokemon is your active Pokemon, your opponent's Pokemon can't retreat. So something that we've seen on Pokemon, you know, an ability that we've seen on Pokemon in the past. And FCC is the attack cost for the Desert Geyser, 130 damage. If your opponent has a Stadium in play, discard it if you do. During your opponent's next turn, prevent all damage and effects done to this Pokemon by the attacks of your opponent's Pokemon. So very, very strong, however, is easily countered by your opponent not having a Stadium in play. Yeah, I... I think this card has just too much going against it right now. The first thing is your opponent needs to have a stadium to take full advantage of the attack. And as far as I know, there's no way to force your opponent to play a stadium. Right. So that's unfortunate. Um, the can't retreat thing is cool, um, but in an age where scoop up net and switch are at an all-time high in terms of play account, uh, there's no float stone or anything. You know, in a float stone-esque era, this, this ability might have been stronger. I think in a day and age where people are playing Switch and Scoop Up Net, it's a little less powerful. Mm-hmm. For sure. Going down the line, we have a pretty underwhelming Hippowdon line. Poor Hippowdon just can't catch a break. <laughs> Rhyperior V, a, a kind of an underwhelming V Pokemon. The Drill Run attack on it uh, for fighting in Double Colorless, you get to discard an energy from your opponent's active for 80 damage. That's all right. Uh, not fantastic. Certainly not the worst attack we've seen on a V card. Um, but definitely not up there and probably not competitive. Four retreat cost is <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, a little know, pog. It's a, it's a little pog. Maybe very pog, you know, with how heavy he is. But, uh, <laughs> you know, not a, not a lot going on for Rhyperior. It has a kind of cool 3D look to him, though. So Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> I, I really like the art on this. I mean, it's kind of a derpy-looking Pokemon overall, but... Uh, just really has that very action shot artwork, which I enjoy a lot. So Passimian is next up in the fighting and we'll round out our fighting types. Call for family, search your deck for up to two basic Pokemon and put them out of your bench. Very blase. And then the rock curl for 70 damage. And again, you know, nothing to write home to mama about. Moving into the dark Pokemon. This is probably the premier type of... <laughs> The Infinity Zone set with both the Crobat and the Eternatus. Starting off here on the list is the Ariados with a spider net ability. When you play this card from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon, you may switch one of your opponent's evolution Pokemon with their active Pokemon. So I could see this uh, seeing some play in the Eternatus deck, but it's probably, you know, miles in the future. Perhaps when a rotation happens where we lose... You know, things like Custom Catcher, uh, things like Great Catcher, where maybe there's a return to more Evolution Pokemon. You could play your Ariados and you have Scoob Up Nets and be able to really combo those two together. Yeah, I think I think the Ariados line is super cool. It's also, I, I love seeing the Ariados as a Darkness Pokemon. I think it looks super cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just uh, visually speaking, seeing these poison types with the dark type aesthetic on them. Um you know, I, I could see this seeing niche play with Scoop Up Net. Uh, when Boss's Orders is in format, it's a little harder to justify finding the space. Um, right. Unless you happen to have, like, two slots open and you already play Scoop Up Nets. Right. Absolutely. 
And then probably the star of the Infinity Zone set next here is the Crobat V with the ability Knight Asset. Asset? Ascent? Once during your turn, when you play this Pokemon from your hand, you may draw until you have six cards in your hand, but you cannot use more than one Knight Asset ability during your turn. So something very similar to cards in the past, Shaman EX, except... You can only play one, which is a really good nerf. It's a nice little marriage between Dedenne and Shaman, honestly. It is. It really is. Very strong card. Should see pretty significant play. I mean, if your deck plays to Dedenne, there's almost no reason to not play, you know, a split. Crobat might be a little bit weaker than Dedenne, but the fact that you could use both Crobat and Dedenne in the same turn would really warrant, um, you know, potential inclusion. Yeah, I I would agree for the most part. Like, as for as many times as Dene is more powerful, there are probably those instances where, A, you either want to keep stuff in your hand, like maybe you have two right. cards that you really want to keep and just want to draw from there. Uh, Crobat's perfect for those situations. And Crobat is also really good in terms where maybe you plan to play to Dene later, but you need to hit another combo piece first. Or you have already played a Dedenne and just really need to dig for that last piece of your combo so that way you right. can hit everything you need. So a right. little extra draw. It It's almost, when you have both of them in the same deck, it feels kind of like those old days of shamaning multiple times a turn. <laughs> Not quite yeah. there yet, but, yeah. but still well, pretty cool. Yeah, no, this is a great card. I'm really excited for how this will uh, affect things and you know just something good that I, I i like the clause at the end where just you can't use more than one very strong uh move by pokemon to include that because it just slows things down a little bit yeah and snaky chanty in chat bringing up an interesting point that crobat actually has 180 hit points so unlike the dene it does not get sniped by the cramorant v that's true. Which actually is kind of relevant. So That is relevant. And then, I mean, you could play things like Zigzagoon, but yeah, that, that forces your opponent to have uh, some stuff. And also a pretty non-relevant weakness as well. I mean, the Dene and the uh, Crobat both having the fighting weakness. So uh, yeah, this thing is, rel- I mean, dare I say it, relatively safe. Probably actually the safest bench sitter that we've ever had in terms of draw right like you think about things in the past i mean even tapu lele had 170 hp so this is probably the tankiest boy it's uh, that we've seen it's pretty strong ability uh uh, yeah nothing i mean i don't think you can look at crobat v and say that is a bad card right right (laughs) you know i think you're really off your rocker if you if you think crobat isn't good yeah and it's like in the past i think people have said oh okay you know shaman you know i remember when that came out like people were like well how how do you play a 110 uh hp pokemon that gives up two prizes like that was a real argument in the past but uh in terms of everything i mean yeah crobat just knocks it out of the park in terms of setup pokemon yeah and i think we've also as a community, we've graduated from that school of thought of thinking that a liability on the bench immediately disqualifies it. Right. <laughs> right. Going down the line, we have the Galarian Obstagoon line. Uh, the Zigzagoon and Lunoon are probably both objectively worse than their Sun and Moon base set counterparts, or Sword and Shield base set counterparts. That being said, the Galarian Obstagoon has a pretty interesting ability and perhaps niche use in the future in sort of stall decks. So the bad ruler ability allows you once per turn to have your opponent discard cards until they have four cards in their hand. So um, for a deck that 
maybe stalls their opponent out and they draw a lot of cards so something along the lines of like a doll stall-esque kind of deck um, or a wall stall deck and expanded you could evolve up this galarian obstagoon force your opponent to discard cards every turn really put the pressure on they have to act mm-hmm. uh, i mean this is i like this card you know maybe it, maybe it never sees play but i think it's a it's a cool card well as opposed to something like the persian where you have to attack right like you know, the persian just, the durant those are attacks uh, yeah this can just be used continually every single turn from the bench and then you still have an attack left over to disrupt your opponent so things like uh doing this into a mars or something just seems very good and and kind of leaves out like a, a combo piece that you would need uh from a trainer or an attack otherwise so yeah and very like, maybe there's some kind of wacky mill deck that like uses reset stamps a bunch and and like mills your card like to a turn yeah i don't know that's that i mean that's very real absolutely absolutely <laughs> you know you could like reset stamp double mars with a orangu's kind of lieutenant surge kind of deck and just really dig it into your opponent every single turn broke <laughs> i don't know if that's a better lock than just having like the, the hand lock combo but <laughs> it's definitely more entertaining that's certainly a cooler lock absolutely <laughs> so we got scraggy and scrafty Nothing much to say there. Inke and Malamar, again, nothing too much to say there. Perfect uh, theme deck Pokemon. Hoopa, Assault Gate for one Darkness Energy. 90 damage if this Pokemon wasn't moved from your bench to the active spot during your turn. This attack does nothing. So something like the uh, Galissapod GX from the past. where kind of, you go Or Zapdos. Yeah, going from the bench to the active does, you know, damage in this case, but, you know, doing more damage from those other Pokemon in the past. So uh, very interesting Pokemon there. Darkness, uh, you know, again, I don't know how relevant that will be. I mean, Dragapult obviously uh, is a card right now, but this dark weakness maybe won't matter with things like Eternatus. Well, Hoopa also doesn't apply the weakness. It's it's pretty much oh a, yeah a oh, this, yeah, yeah that's right that's right this attack is an effect by weakness so yeah i don't know we'll see if that uh if that sees any play. I, I think if anything this card is like a niche early game attacker for those eternatus decks to kind of soften things up as you're preparing your your yeah. big wombo combo yeah absolutely so nicket and thievil the next darkness pokemon down here uh really just setting us up for the eternatus v max Eternatus VMAX, Power Excel, 30 damage for a colorless. You may attach one Darkness Energy from your hand to one of your Pokemon. And Dynamax Cannon, 120 damage. If your opponent's active Pokemon is a VMAX, this attack does 120 more damage. Yeah, I mean, the the Power Excel is good for, for getting ready for multiple Eternatus VMAXs. I think what we really want to see, though, is that Eternatus VMAX. It's kind of like the cover art card for infinity zone slash darkness ablaze and fittingly its ability name is infinity zone so if all of your pokemon in play are dark pokemon you get access to a sky field basically uh you can now have eight up to eight dark pokemon on your bench but the caveat of that is as soon as you play a non-dark pokemon you must discard down to five so pretty crazy and it has an attack that synergizes perfectly with that ability it has dread end which does 30 damage for each of your dark pokemon in play including the eternatus in the active position so right a slightly buffed up mega ray but you can't have any other pokemon besides darkness so with uh, eight on bench and the eternatus active you get to 270 damage pretty substantial especially if you get a poke in with that hoopa uh, mm. that's 360 
Um, yeah, so. should be just taking out pretty much everything aside from, I guess, what, the Dreadnought? Or it, it would even... Yeah, the, I guess dreadna- it would do the that. Dreadnought would live because... Oh, live by 10, right, because it's taking 30 less each time. Yeah, yeah it would live by 20 because it would take 60 okay. and then... Yeah, 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 20, 20. That's right, that's um, right. So, and just to clarify, the Eternit- you can't play dark a non-dark Pokemon when you have Eternatus active, but if your opponent does like a Mawile or something that'll get rid of the ability or if it somehow deactivates the ability in another way. Um, well, one thing that I was seeing was that you play it with Weavile and the Sneasel that is water, you know, you can devolve the Weavile. And so your Sneasel becomes water type, <laughs> thereby nullifying the ability. And then you can discard the Pokemon that you don't want. Maybe a damaged Eternatus has hit the bench. And you could just get rid of it by devolving your own Pokemon. Yeah, and that's something a friend of mine was talking about is just like, you know, utilizing that kind of mechanic. I think I think there's definitely going to be some interesting things that happen with the Eternatus. It's a really interesting ability, a kind of a, a twist on the, the sky field kind of thing. Um, yeah. Now based on an ability, so you can still play a stadium. Um, okay. I, I'm guessing that this is going to be a powerful card, does a lot of damage for efficient energy costs, has a lot of HP, uh, really, I mean, everything you could want from a card, this card basically has. Right. Exactly. So, if you're looking cool. at cards to buy from Darkness of Blaze when it drops in America, <laughs> I mean, Crobats and Eternatus, really, like, that's going to be... I think you're really... Yeah, you cover all your bases there. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can't go wrong if you buy those. <laughs> that's right. That's right. What about the metal types, though? We do have Scissor with a VMAX. Uh, the Scissor V, not really anything too special. The tear-off attack for 30 damage will allow you to discard a tool and special energy from your opponent's active. So potentially some use there to get rid of special energy in particular. Um, but perhaps some some cool tools. Um, but then Scissor V Max is kind of underwhelming. I think it's probably one of the worst V Maxes that we have so far. It doesn't really do much it just does a little bit of damage honestly not even that much uh, right yeah if you're looking for a tank i mean i guess you know again the, the weakness would be a factor right so if fire isn't that bad uh of a or isn't that good of an archetype then maybe scissor uh, is your kind of large tank of choice but even so yeah the, the math here just isn't very impressive you have this hard scissors attack that does 90 damage and reduces the damage that you take from attacks next turn but of course your opponent can always you know gust around that and go for things on the bench uh and then the max steel spike for metal metal colorless does 190 damage with no extra effect and just kind of doesn't really seem like the attacks that i would enjoy using yeah i i largely agree scissor not really not really making waves in my head sorry bro got a kind of underwhelming skarmory with you know some neat art um, and a cling clang again nothing really great here I think metal types maybe maybe Pokemon felt a little bad about how good the last couple metal types were because <laughs> I think this set is really leaving a lot to be desired the cling clang does have a cool attack does 200 damage for metal and double colorless if there are no cling or clang on your bench this attack does nothing so you know you have this gear kind of thing going for it um, that's about it though you have a new Kappa Raja that can't be affected by special conditions. And it does 240 damage if you have any damage counters on your bench. Otherwise, it does 120 for 
for two metals and two colorless. Um, again, I don't really see a great reason to pray, play this over the already existing Caparaja that can do tons of damage already. Right. Um, but, you know, maybe there's some kind of archetype here. I could definitely see this being like a TCGO kind of deck. Right, exactly. Exactly. And then going down here to the colorless type. So we've seen a lot of just very cool Pokemon so far. Uh, but here is Kangaskhan, colorless, retaliate has a an attack that we've seen before. This retaliates doing more damage if your opponent was knocked out on the last turn. Or if you're, sorry, if your Pokemon was knocked out by your opponent's attack during your last turn, it does 90 more damage. So 120 damage total if that condition is met. The kind of weak thing about this is that colorless isn't going to hit much for weakness. If anything, I, I don't... If anything. No, nothing really yeah. comes to my mind. Um, we have seen colorless re revenge retaliate attackers in the past. I think there was like a Bouffalant that had this that saw, you know, very little play, maybe like eight years ago. But, um, you know, most of the retaliate attacks uh, are doing specific, you know, weakness damage. And so this one, especially with how high HP is nowadays, probably not going to see too much play, but is an interesting card. Dunsparce ability, one last dig. If this Pokemon was knocked out by damage from an opponent's attack, discard the top two po top two cards of your opponent's deck. So Dunsparce, very cool ability name. <laughs> I, I love one last dig. I think the ability itself is also pretty cool. Um, yeah. You know, I think with some of these mill decks, it's really a race against the prize as opposed yeah. to necessarily needing to discard extra cards so i yeah. don't know if this will find a place but uh you know i think it's a cool card and probably one that you just you know you keep four of them in a deck box somewhere in case you ever need them that's right so teddy ursa and ursaring nothing too much to uh discuss except the ursaring does have a hammer arm and claw slash that really remind me of the heart gold <laughs> yeah ursaring i was thinking the same thing yeah, so there's an Ursaring Prime from Heart Gold Soul Silver. I believe the Hammer Arm was the actual attack name, and it did 60 damage and discarded the top card of your opponent's deck. And then I can't remember the second attack name, but it was for four colorless and did, you know, 100 damage or whatever it was. So <laughs> very interesting to see this kind of revolve, uh, even though they didn't do too much to buff the card. It's just interesting when they do reprint similar mechanics on similar Pokemon. And then Skitty and Delcaddy couple more colorless here uh delcaddy captivating tail switch your opponent's active pokemon with one another bench and the new active is now confused uh very yawn very yawn but a nice cute artwork the delcaddy pampering itself in uh in the in the house i don't know in the room in the vanity in the vanity yeah <laughs> yeah Next, we got the V Pokemon for the colorless line. We got the Salamence V and Salamence V Max. The yeah. Salamence V with the Transflight attack does 30 to each of your opponent's Pokemon. If there was a good way to power this up, it's not a terrible attack, especially on a 220 HP basic Pokemon. Yeah. Um, the Salamence V Max uh, also has a spread type attack with Twin Sonic, doing 40 damage to two of your opponent's Pokemon of your choice. Um, and then it has kind of a finisher attack with max wing for four energy. Uh, really not a fantastic line. I, I'm sure some people will try to make this work as kind of a spread. And and ultimately, like, you use max wing once you spread enough damage to to finish things off. I, I don't yeah. think there's enough going on there. I don't think it's a, 
got enough front-loaded power to to keep going but it's sure. cool I, yeah it is i like the double snipe uh you know, two for 40 is pretty impactful. And I mean, when this releases, you know, we should still have a very large amount of setup in Jirachi and, and various other basic uh, Pokemon to snipe on the bench. So Salamence, something that, you know, it, it is, it, it, it happens, you know, and so <laughs> it is, uh, we'll it occurs. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if it has an impact going on down Starly, Staravia and Staraptor. Starly with an ability Sky Circus. If you played Bird Keeper from your hand during this turn, ignore all energy in the attack cost of this Pokemon. So the Rowlet also had this yeah, similar ability. It's very Catterday esque. It is. It is. And this, I mean, it's a it's a pretty interesting attack. Sharp eyes, search your deck for any two cards and put them into your hand. So for a fifty, <laughs> you can get HP another Bird Keeper. <laughs> basic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You you just keep the chain going. <laughs> So definitely a, you know, I, I don't know how, obviously, how good the Star Raptor uh, is going to be, but, you know, it's always nice when they print the basics that do something, you know, that really interact with the game state. Going on up to the Star Raptor, Hurricane Mixer, 70 damage. You may move as many energy cards attached to your Pokemon as you like to any of your other Pokemon. So something that doesn't immediately come to my mind as having a use, but something that potentially could in the future yeah uh, the ducklet and swana also having the sky circus ability on that swana um so where you ignore the attack cost if you played a bird keeper the swana not too fantastic you do 70 damage and you can discard a card from your hand if you choose to do that you do 140 damage instead you know i guess it's the big finisher in the sky circus deck i honestly can't wait to see the pre-release decks that come from you know the bird keeper plus <laughs> sky circus because i think they're gonna be lit bro yeah and then we have the squovit and the greedent not anything too special there the greedent if it had some more hp i think the hit and run could potentially be useful but mm -hmm. with only 120 hp i don't think there's too much going on there right right so moving into the trainers and supporters we got cheer yell horn which looks like a vuvuzela each player's active pokemon is now confused could have some viability with some of the Pokemon that do, you know, extra damage if your opponent has a special condition. But I, you know, it might be very, very few archetypes. I don't ever see this being played um, on its own, you know, just yeah. as additional disruption. I'm, I'm not sure. Although there is that potential. Turbo Patch, the item that has everyone in this hizzy, but is really just a reprint of some some kind of energy acceleration item from many years past but says flip a coin if heads choose a basic energy from your discard pile and attach it to one of your basic pokemon so i can see how people would be mad about this in expanded uh with just the insane amount of you know already acceleration that you have from the discard although it might be just outclassed by max elixir and things like dark patch in expanded i mean this card i think is fine in standard it's not something that i like to see but i don't think it's going to ruin the game like some people think yeah i don't know if it'll necessarily ruin the game i mean it's basically a reverse crushing hammer right you know you right. flip a coin and you get an energy as opposed to flipping coin you're removing your opponent's energy um i think this card will see a decent amount of play i i think it remains to be seen how much play it sees um it kind of depends what the attack costs are relative to what the the card pool can card pool can support um 
but I, I still think it's a very good card. I mean, getting ahead on an energy attachment is exactly why people play four Crushing Hammer in a lot of decks now. Um, and so in the same way, you can play four Turbo Patch to do the exact same thing. Um, so if you're a deck that's more aggro and cares more about launching attacks than preventing your opponent from attacking, this is a very classic and meaningful alternative to the Crushing Hammer strategy. There you go. We got the Rare Fossil and a you know just uh, basically the the what what was it called in the past mysterious fossil yeah mysterious fossil oh, like old amber it's you know it's yeah. all it's all in that same treehouse all the same and then toughness cape a trainer item this is a an item that i'm very excited about the maximum hp of the basic pokemon this card is attached to is increased by 50 unless you're a gx yeah, sorry so, people <laughs> yeah, sorry, Pikaram, exactly. But this is a cool card. I, I think this will uh, be very interesting um, for decks that play these kind of damage reduction cards already. So I look at a card like Lucario Melmetal, really enjoying something like Toughness Cape. Obviously, you know, you lose the weakness reduction if you're playing the Metal Saucers, but you just get that extra HP. Um, and oh well i guess you can't use that that's a gx never mind i i i take it all back but you look at something like a zation uh yeah. which would just really enjoy the extra hp that um you know you could do without uh the the fire weakness you know yeah and i think uh from, from you know toughness cape is just a superior giant charm for decks that rely on basic pokemon so i'm sure this card will see play and and the same way that that giant charm does um, sure you know, it's a, it's a decent enough card, similar to Fighting Fury Bell, except you're trading the damage for a little extra HP. Absolutely. Moving down the line to Mountainous Smoke, uh, kind of, again, building off that sort of mill element. This card is clearly meant to be played with the... Um, gosh, why am, I, why am I losing my brain here? I'm scrolling up. <laughs> It's, it's getting to the end of the uh, with the Dunsparce. The end of the cast, bro. I knew it started with DU, <laughs> but I I just could not think of the end of Dunsparce's name. So, yeah, Mountainous Smoke clearly must be played with Dunsparce. You know, you sacrifice the Dunsparce, they mill some cards, and then they, they also mill whatever they yeah grab, you know their prize the card gets removed yeah. as well. So yeah, it, kind of a gimmicky strategy, but yeah, kind of fun too. Yeah, I like the Mountain of Smoke. I mean, it's it's interesting. I don't know if it really supplants any of the other kind of stall trainer item tool things that uh, you could play. Uh, I don't know if it's a better card than any other of the you know, insanely powerful stall slash mill cards that we have. So, uh, But something to keep an eye on. We have Bird Keeper, the trainer supporter that we've all been talking about. Switch your active <laughs> Pokemon with one of your bench and then draw three cards. So a little bit more viable. How? Tierno? Sharon? Yeah, it's just a better version of those cards. Exactly. Well, I guess it forces you. So in a deck that you wouldn't want to switch. Or if you do if it's a deck that like only wants one Pokemon active or something. Right, right. So I don't know. Remain the 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 jury is still out here on Bird Keeper, whether or not it will see <laughs> sure. uh Pierce. Another Pierce, supporter. Pierce is actually very cool. Uh and I wouldn't be surprised if this sees play and expanded. Um, you search your deck for one dark Pokemon and any one energy, including special yes. energy. Yes. So, you know, yes. for Guzmahala, a lot of people played that just for access to special energy, and they discard two cards to do it. With yeah. Piers, especially in Expanded, you can grab a Crobat and a dark and a special energy of some sort, and that's insane. 
Yeah, that's that just really good. Really, really strong. I, yeah, exactly. I mean, you hit the nail on the head where I just love that they kept the energy clause like open ended. Where And it didn't even have to be a basic energy, just that special energy. And yeah, you look a lot to the expanded format, which has just all these insanely good special energy types. And the darkness energy, you know, would have been bad before this set, but now we get a draw card that is a darkness Pokemon. So this supporter has just a ton of viability in decks that are not built around darkness Pokemon, just for the fact that they can draw cards and grab those, you know, hard to find special energy. Yeah, I, I think Piers is a fantastic card. I really yeah. do. And uh, and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like overpowered or anything like that. It's no. it's very like it's very reasonable because uh you're not, you know, drawing any extra cards. You're not really uh you know, the Crobat is getting you cards obviously, but uh, it just doesn't feel too strong. You know, it doesn't feel like a card that's like an auto inclusion, but it feels like a card that, you know, you could build your deck around playing it. Yeah. Exactly. And then, and then Rose supporter Choose up to two basic energy from your discard pile and attach them to one of your VMAX. Now that is a pretty strong effect, but the counter to that is you also have to discard your hand. Riley, what do you think about this card? I think if you have some sort of supplementary draw that this card isn't necessarily horrible. Um, I mean, attaching two energy is pretty good. And if there's a good place to attach them from, it's the discard pile. Um, and I, this card is clearly meant to be played with Rose Tower, yeah. which is a, you know, a Rangaroo-esque card, uh, yep. just in the form of a stadium. So, you know, there's clearly an intent there with what you're supposed to be doing. Um, in my opinion, Rose Tower is so good. Yeah. So, so good. Because, I mean, you think about it and you're, and you're like immediately, okay, well, um, you know, your opponent can use it too. But the counter to that is like, if you're playing Rose Stadium, then you're playing your deck to get down to that low hand count. And then to be able to Rose Stadium, uh, you know, have your deck where you're getting it to, you know, zero or one cards repeatedly, Rose Stadiuming every turn. Uh, it just is so strong and I could see it comboing. I mean, it obviously combos very well with Rose. And so it'll be curious to see how these two interplay and how the decks um, will play them. Because I think Rose is just very good makes a lot of the more um uh, you know harder to get out vmax pokemon now maybe a little bit more viable and so right. uh these two kind of combo together there to provide some draw and also some acceleration to the vmax pokemon that are maybe afterthoughts right yeah i think that's ultimately what the the rose and rose tower will will find themselves in is i think the strongest vmaxes are the ones that'll have support built into them uh, mm -hmm. or like you know the set design support so like you know, Eternatus is a classic example of it has the set design to support. It has stuff given to it outright. Um, but stuff like the Dreadnought or stuff like some other potential VMAXs down the road, I'm sure there'll be plenty of them that have high energy attack costs, uh, but maybe are cool in niche sort of ways. I think Rose and Rose Tower is exactly the kind of thing. And, you know, maybe that's a four fun kind of card instead of like a competitive kind of card, but. I think that's still valid and, and cool. Sure. Spike Muth, the other stadium in this set, whenever a Pokemon uh, player's Pokemon is removed from the active spot to the bench during their turn, put two damage counters on that Pokemon. Doesn't seem the best when compared to some of the other stadiums that we have access to, but uh, something to keep in mind. I mean, the extra damage is 
interesting nonetheless. We got a couple of energy, symmetrical energy, the hide energy, obviously very, very strong when you include it in the Internatus slash Crobat deck. As long as this card is attached to a Pokemon, it provides one darkness energy. And the retreat cost of the darkness Pokemon this card is attached to is zero. Yeah, so kind of giving that dark cloak in a way, uh, it's dark cloak and an energy. Uh, you know, can't hate it. Don't really love it, but can't hate right. it either. Right. And then we have the powerful C energy. So uh, for any colorless Pokemon that this energy is attached to, you do 20 more damage. So I guess if you're really into double, this is the, the card for you. Bro, finally broken double Porygon, bro. Yeah, double is really been waiting for its time to shine. It actually think... sounds kind of good. I think I'm going to build that on the stream tonight. <laughs> well, you don't really have <laughs> this powerful energy yet, but... Not yet, bro, but we're going to get there. Yeah, so, you know, double <laughs> is probably the, the only card that really takes good advantage of this right now, but it's a, yeah. it's a cool energy card. You know, it's a strong energy in a way. That's right. That's right. That's right. So that is the Infinity Zone set list. Riley, just before I like we end the cast, are there any ones that kind of jump out to you as being maybe uh, format defining aside from Crobat, Eternatus. Are there any cards that you just want to kind of highlight in our last few minutes? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we really raved about peers. I think that's going to be a fantastic card and expanded uh, in particular. And, you know, maybe there's something good there in standard as well. I don't think getting the hide the energy and the Crobat is good enough in standard, but, mm -hmm. you know, I, I could also see it seeing play. Um, I think Turbo Patch, uh, I'll asterisk it by saying I don't think it's immediately amazing in every single deck. You know, don't go crazy. But I think it, it has a lot of potential as well. And, you know, there's I think when in an age where people are making that choice that Crushing Hammer is the card that they need to fill out their deck, this is the clear, like, alternative school of thought. And so... And, right. and I think, generally speaking, you know, outside of defining the format, Pokemon is trying to to help out with powering up some of these niche Pokemon that have a lot of energy costs. You have Turbo Patch and Rose in the same set. So clearly there's, they're trying to, like, expand upon the engines that you use to make these Pokemon work. So I, I think no matter how the set pans out, you know, Eternatus will probably be the deck to look at going into this set. But right. I think there's a lot of cool stuff in it and some cool precedents, if nothing else, going forward. Sure. Yeah, I look to Rose and Rose Tower just being some of my favorite cards from this set. Very, very strong. The uh, the Powerful Cloak, or the Toughness Cloak, being something that I just see... Um, you know, we, we look at Big Charm. I mean, Big Charm really messes up a lot of math. Now imagine, you know, a, a better Big Charm. So... <laughs> Uh, that should see some play in its in its lifetime. I, I like those two, um, well, three cards especially. Like those just seem to me uh, some of the standouts yeah. from this set. Yeah, I, I think this set's going to be cool. I think it's going to be fun. There's some some great cards, a lot of great artwork, which isn't necessarily always true. Well, I think Pokemon actually does have a lot of great artwork in general, <laughs> but this set yeah. is like really really good, and, and it's a lot of really fun cards to look at. So. Sure. You know, I'm excited for it. I hope you all are too. If you have any cards or strategies that you're really excited for, be sure to either leave that in the comments section of wherever you're viewing or just send us a tweet at Tag Team Pokemon. We'd be happy to, to discuss more some of those cards and strategies that, that are making you guys excited. 
Absolutely. And with that, I think we're coming to a close for today. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in. I think this set has a lot of exciting strategies, and I'm excited to talk them more with you as we approach the release date. Be on the lookout for more uh, content in the coming weeks about Rebel Clash and the events that are going on. Uh, and maybe we'll touch on some old format stuff too. I guess uh, we're in an interesting time in Pokemon in this quarantine world. So That's right. That's right. There's not too much coming up in terms of con- competitive Pokemon for either of us. I suppose we could do some of the, you know, weekly tournaments that are run on the on the weekends. But, um, you know, there is the invitational. There is the limitless stuff that's coming up. And so I expect some content outlining the format for that. But for now, I'm JW Crewall. This is Riley Hulbert. We've had a great tag team. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. And we'll catch you on the next episode. See you, everyone.